Go Loud presents Read the Room. Years and years and years of working on the Podge and Rod show, and the only person I ever asked to have a photo taken with. Uh, it hasn't aged well. <laughs> like it was Ron Jeremy. Because <laughs> I thought it's too it's too good not to. But you know, like it's too good not to. And now see, I look back at it, and he's even smaller than me. I'm very small. But there's all and his so hand. Someone goes, "Oh, look how high his hand is up up your ridge." Come on, that hand. That hand is definitely skirting your right breast. And I was like, "Ah, oh, come on, that's not." He what he wasn't. My <laughs> right breast. <laughs> what a shit porn you <laughs> like. Is your hand touching the, my right breast, sir? <laughs> my right breast. Unhand me. Yeah. I believe your ring finger. <laughs> that's as good as my right breast. Four, five, and six. See, like, <laughs> they're what so much shit. better. What a shit <laughs> Hello there. I, I am Paddy Courtney. And I'm Maya Dunphy, and you're listening to Read the Room, a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies, and the stories of the week, where somebody, through either dumb luck or just being a dose, failed to do just that. Maya, what are you doing? We've been through this before. Did you not receive the memo from my personal assistant? You are not to make eye contact with me while we're recording my podcast. Jesus, what? Yep, listen, also, Ed... Yeah. Mood manager, Frank, made it quite clear that in, you know, page three of the brief about my expectations of the temperature in the mm. studio. And whilst I grant you the weather is on the clement side of things, I can see a trickle of sweat resting upon Maya's <laughs> unkempt, yes, unkempt lip. Jesus, oh back God. off. No, no, that, that's it. I, I just can't carry on in these conditions because like, Frank, the door, please. More quickly. Okay, okay, here we go. You see, we better talk about ego and arrogance. So uh, he's pretending to... Oh, Paddy? He was pretending, right? Eh? Paddy? Paddy? Paddy! Shit, he's gone. He's, he's gone. He walked out. Okay, podcast for one. Let's go. Hey, bitches, I'm back. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say. Right, let's do a podcast about egos or arrogance or ego arrogance or confidence. I don't know. Maya, spit. We... <laughs> Spitting me, Paddy. Here's the thing. Arrogance is always in the news because I, I think the the most arrogant people tend to go for jobs like prime minister, president, positions of power, podcast, um, host. podcast hosts, present company. Well, no, me accepted, not you, drama queen. Um, but I've always thought, like Irish people have always had it. We, we have, traditionally, we don't like to come across as arrogant right. or vain, which is why we always put ourselves down before somebody else can. You know, we are so naturally self-deprecating. And I always think a good example is in the workplace, in, especially working in media or telly, where sometimes you have to kind of upsell your CV because it won't make sense to people. And in Ireland, you, we will go in and they'll say, God, you know, what do you do? Ah, you know yourself, a bit of everything. And in the UK, they go, sorry, how can you do this, this, this? You go, ah, sure, you know yourself. Just, you know, I'm a bit shite. Oh, you're a bit shite. Okay, rip up the CV. We We don't sell ourselves well enough. And I think the next generation of millennials who are so much more confident, we don't know what to do with them. We're like, just, are they full of themselves or are they just self confident? So we're. The lines oh, are kind of... Good. I never thought of that before. Come on, our whole so, generation, we pull ourselves apart so no one else can. Yeah, we do. Well, and you know, to be fair, that was that was probably my shtick on stage, that I always had a go at everybody in the room. And they were, 
like, you know, take the piss out of. But yeah. it always do me first. And it was always yeah. that, that you're in a safe space. I get on stage. I dress myself down, probably point out the things that I think or thought that they were thinking about. Yeah. That's very difficult to say. All those you always looked after yourself like first, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> I did before I went on stage. <laughs> no, I didn't. Into so. a Pringles tub. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for saying Pringles tub, but not like for the cigar tube. But not the not thing- the large one. <laughs> All right. The little oh, no, the, the, the travel size one. A smarties oh, yeah, tube. Yeah. But, I, but, I, but I lacked in length. I made up in girth. <laughs> A little bit can of beans, Courtney. <laughs> Not the full size, the 454 grams. That, you For know, God's sake, yeah, stop. Yeah. Can't you see oh. we're already dead, please? <laughs> right, no. So, no, I, I never thought of that to go back to, I like, always took the piss out of the audience, but did it in such a way that they knew that they were in a safe space with me taking the piss out of them because I do me. But I've seen, I used to see people do and say nasty things to people on stage, <clears throat> to audience members, and they'd get so offended by it and, and yeah. horribly so because, you know, it's a way of, I think, if the person that is dishing out the you know, the dissing is uh, able to do it themselves, then it's kind of okay. Yeah, it's also, than... we've, we've talked about tone a lot. It's always about tone. tone. And with comics, it's always about, you know, good comics never punch down. And we've all been in, 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 at gigs when the comic will spot a couple and they'll usually make fun of the man instead of imply that the woman is, punch, is, is he's punching above his weight. And, but it's, if it's harmless and the tone is right and you can see they're not uncomfortable, then you can push it. A good comic will push it. But if someone looks really uncomfortable, they will just move on. And but, you were always very good at that. But ego plays into it. Thanks for noticing. E- ego plays into There's a lot of, again, what, probably one of the reasons of the many, I, I, every, every time I'm doing this podcast, I come up with another reason why I got out of comedy, is that the ego in comedy was ridiculous off the charts and, and yeah. this is somebody who came from working in EMI Virgin Records and different radio stations and meeting and seeing people that were like full of ego in stand-up comedy it is such a mayfane me and me alone you're on stage without um, an instrument without a band behind you and it is you and there's some people used to take uh, comics take so much offence to n- everything not working yeah. And like it was always the audience fault or was that, you know, they would blame everything else in the room or on the way to the gig rather than th- themselves. Now, to me, that's fucking ego. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. And that's I don't know what it is, lack of parental love or schooling or hugs or something like I don't Do you know. know what I've been around an awful lot of comics in my time and I have been the one hanging around in the wings observing them. It's a totally different kind of ego with comics and it comes from massive insecurity for the most part. Unlike, say, the ego of someone like Boris Johnson that comes from a sense of absolute entitlement and I think that I am smarter and actually better than everybody else. Whereas comics, probably get all the complaints now from all the comics out there, it do, it, you're walking out on a stage and you're, you just you desperately want people to like you. And it's a real inextricably linked mess of um, insecurity wanting to be liked and ego. It's a dangerous combination. It's probably perfect storm, isn't it? Yeah, so? it is. Whereas I think when you look at somebody like, you know, we've seen... The, the sort of narcissistic egos now like Trump and Bojo. And these people genuinely believe that they are better than everybody else. I mean, like, I, I still like I still have nightmares. I posted about a text I sent years ago for you go, oh my God, that text I sent your man. And just, I feel so guilty. And someone like Boris Johnson, you know, when he, the man can't even say sorry. And yeah. you think he honestly believes he's never made a mistake. I have a great quote here. Uh, Mark Twain, great man for the quotes. All you need in this life is ignorance and confidence and then success is sure. That's gorgeous. I know. That it? is gorgeous. We'll go, let's go back to the start as to what what is defined if we're talking about ego and arrogance you're a great well, man for the definitions I love the definitions hit me and, and up there Miriam Webster like, go 
through these first of all ego a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance because I still believe there are people out there that don't believe themselves to have an ego they kind of go no I'm not I'm just better than everybody you know and so um, arrogance having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one one's own importance or abilities. So the Merriam-Webster then, go into the... Uh, Can I just say, arrogant. I love... Um, Merriam-Webster is a, an online dictionary and yeah. you always refer to it as Merriam-Webster like it's yeah, a little I, old lady I know, I have to do sitting like in a house somewhere going, exactly. I'll just top this on the interweb <laughs> there so everyone will have the correct No, it's, it's what it is. It's definition. Kind of like, but it's like the, the phone call I make into the internet. Merriam-Webster. And Miriam is sitting at home waiting for her. Like she only writes... Um, definitions when I asked yeah, her. Yeah, I know. She so pushed your glasses up and goes, they he needs like me that. again. Oh my God. So, so, um, She's J- sort of yeah. semantic superhero, I isn't think she? she? And I believe that she lives with J.R.R. Hartley. <laughs> 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 That's what they, uh, what, so Miriam, Miriam, exaggerated or disposed to exaggerate one's own worth or importance often by an overbearing manner, uh, like an arrogant official. So it's, there, there are these overbearing people and to be fair, I'm a big fan of sports stars or comics or actors I'm, I'm watching a show at the moment and it's uh, Marlon Brando it's kind of a it's called The Offer it's on Paramount oh, yeah. Plus I don't know it's about uh, the making of The Godfather it's really really good and it's a guy playing um, Marlon Brando and there's certain people that I um, I don't forgive ego if you know what I mean it's just like so you know Diva comes into this as well I think whoever you are and if you're good at your shit if you're a plumber if you're a nurse if you're a doctor if you're a copper if you're an actor or whatever if you're good at your shit I think you should have the swagger and yeah. so you know that's with arrogance but I think and there's a lot of decent people out there that still can have that swagger but don't punch down as yeah. well you know and then you know they, you can have this confidence or this arrogance that doesn't trip over into this egomania yeah See, we have that. That's why, you know, we uh, we have this sort of, oh, Bono was a pox. And we love Bono. We won't let anyone else slag off Bono, but we'll slag off Bono. Bono. And I remember Bono said in an interview 20 odd years ago, the difference between Irish people and a lot of the rest of the world is people around the world see the, the man who's done well at the big house in the hill yeah. and say, one day, one day I might be like him. And around they go, Jesus, one day I'm going to get that yeah, box. I love that. And it's, it's, again, it comes back to that weird thing we have of self-deprecation. And Bono is... There's an, indisputably a phenomenally talented and successful man. He also does a lot of good. And he does have a big ego, fair to say. But has he earned it? Yes, yeah. I would say. And that's the thing. You, you could argue that people who have done the kind of Ronaldos of this world have achieved so much that maybe they are entitled to their ego. And without their ego, maybe they wouldn't have got yeah, to where they have I got. Agree. So, yeah, Ronaldo, like, oh my God, like, in my mind, the man can do anything to me. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> With the Huge lights on. He's probably going to leave United We're going to need anyway. a bigger Pringles too. <laughs> with 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 certain sports stars, you kind of there's a different bracket for that point zero 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 one percent of you know the people in the world who are just so good at their thing. But it's the ego amongst the norms like us. Yeah. They, that that's what winds me up. People who are kind of in everyday life that have this ego. And ego to me is. It's just lack of empathy. It's just yeah. It's, it's but there are massive sports stars like who have huge self belief, but are still not complete wankers. Like someone like Djokovic, wanker. Why just say that? Oh come on. Yeah, do you know? I, okay, <laughs> I've gone. I've actually gone through a journey of love and hate with Djokovic, and I, my 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 end result recently is I was up for Nick Kyrgios in the Wimbledon final. Now there's a guy 
that appears to have a ridiculous ego. But if you delve into what his personality is and, you know, how he's kind of a little bit broken and he'd admit to as much himself as well. But I was shouting for him and, like, he goes off on one on the court. And some sports stars needs, need this ego or arrogance to con- push them forward. Yeah. And I think it was uh, Ronaldo said that as well. He said, like, I, I welcome the hate because it helps push, it, push yeah. me forward. And I think there is that, like, sometimes that, like, if people tell me something I can't do that spurs me on probably more than I don't know positive yeah no, I know, do, I know I know whereas I just like, go home and cry and think yeah I'm just a bit yeah, I'm not saying shit. I don't have a little cry first of all I was told years ago um, in facts you will never amount to anything yeah and yeah. I said ma'am where did you get the facts <laughs> I was told years ago via facts your voice yeah. or accent will never sell a product or service ever. I remember you telling me that. When I submitted a tape for... Fuck you, Phil Collins. Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> he dumped his wife by fax. I did. <clears throat> was it him? Or yeah. I thought it was um, says, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. No, it was Phil Collins. Was it? Oh no, sure, Daniel Day-Lewis would use a quill and a pen. <laughs> like, or smoke signals. <laughs> What's he, he saying? I think he's saying, like, I want to, I want to do what? Oh, gee, oh no, dump. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> so I worked, I worked my ass off. And, and now, now you are I'm selling jambons to everybody. Yeah, I, I'd sell anything to, I'd sell fax machines <laughs> to people who want to break up with their <laughs> 80s lovers. Um, so something like that made me just go, okay, because like I'm, I'm in a world of jobs. Like we both are. We, we put ourselves forward for, for jobs, for auditions, for uh, books and screenplays that we write and we submit and we get notes. But that was the one note that stuck in my belly yeah. for ages. And, and so much so, I so held on to the what an awful thing to say. Like, there was and no there's need no for need for it. it. Uh, exactly. So turn you down and say, not this time. I think that's the ego of the person yeah. who was running that agency, who are now not in the game anymore. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. And everyone and, has those stories. I mean, it's JK Rowling, Rowling has... We'll talk about her later. I about think she has egos. 10... Does she have 10 rejection letters? And people always talk about, like unpublished authors always say, well, you know, she's now one of the richest authors on the planet and she got X amount of rejection letters. Um, But you can say to somebody, not this time, thank you, without saying, you will never sell anything in your whole life. Ever. No, the the last ever. I don't mind that. I was told that. Sorry, you're not right for the part. Next. Sorry, this screenplay is not right. Next. But you, it actually makes me really angry. It's oh so my awful. god! Once you, but then three or four years later, they approached me at um, Galway Film Festival. Had a, a, a film down there, and went like, so oh, "Can I take your coat?" I and heard went, you. <laughs> I wish I heard you doing an ad for such and such. Uh, would you be interested in joining our agency? <gasps> and it was just all the up to then. It was probably about ten years of you know doing jobs, not getting jobs, getting some jobs, not getting all jobs. Of all the frustration of all those no's just built up, and I went, "Would you ever go fuck yourself?" Oh, Paddy, and high five. It was a That's beautiful liberation. sound for the podcast, by the way. Mm. We nailed that. I'm normally shit at high-fiving. Do you know that you have to look at the elbow when you high-five? Really? Do you know that kind of helps? Let's try that again. No. We're probably going to get it wrong. So if you high-five... Oh! You, you'll, you'll that's never a proper miss. butt cheek yeah. slap, isn't it? Okay. That was actually our hands, not our butt cheeks. <laughs> I think now, with social media, Instagram, everybody's got a platform. Anyone with the smallest ego can put themselves out there. And sometimes... with you know, the people now who are influencers, I mean, you have to have an ego to be an influencer and all you're doing is spending your day watching your your followers ratchet up and then you hit six figures and then you can monetize it and it's a strange way to live your life, isn't it? It's and very vulnerable and it, it's one of those, again, that I go back to and I love, like, I used to live by this phrase for, for quite a lot because, like, I love the idea of challenging something that scares me. Yeah. And stand-up used to scare the bejesus out of me for 15 years, going on stage. I don't know anybody else who... 
wanted to puke or poo themselves <clears> to <throat> death and, and, and hope for everything else to happen. Other Do you than really the not? Because I can, I, top of my head, I can think of three more comics who've told me the exact same. Oh, no, no like I know it's like, I honestly believe I'd say I don't know how you they're, do they're, it. It's the minority and I think Mainly because I was holding lying. the tub. They're, <laughs> they're, they're lying when they say no, I can't wait to get on stage. I love yeah. it. It's the best place in the world to be and go fuck off. No, you're lying. You're absolutely lying because like there was one night myself and two other comics um, we were gigging together and honestly there was a, a puke bucket. Three of us. I was hosting. One was support and one was MC. Beautiful. Tell, tell you the names afterwards, and it was kind of like there's a, a comedy I, minestrone soup. I wouldn't like to clean up. Like, <laughs> yeah, kick the bucket. I just I'd be with you. <laughs> but the weird thing is, once, once I stood on stage, the weird thing, and I used to do a thing every time. I pulled the microphone out of the the stand and looked back to where I was standing side stage, waiting to go on, breaking myself, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, please, can can the place catch fire other than me going on stage?" As soon as the 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 host or the or as the person the person from who ran the club said my name, it would disappear. And so and I just go, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, so it's it's one of those things that I used to, so the phrase I'm, I'm talking about is fake it to make it. Yeah. I used to try and advance myself in my mind to those first five minutes on stage where I'm so comfortable and I'm loving it. And it would take a nuclear bomb to get me off stage then uh, after that. So, yeah, I remember those days, Paddy, so, <laughs> your time's up. Come on, the show, get off, get off. Giant code up. But here's the thing. <clears throat> I do think that even though we talk about the power of ego and arrogance and how most of our leaders, in fact, most of the worst things that have happened throughout history have been caused by large egos. It's... It, the world needs balance. And sometimes I think we tell kids, be more confident, be tougher, be this, be that. It is okay to be quiet yeah. and not be arrogant. Just and be. just to tick over and do what you want to yeah. do. And not everybody. And I think the last couple of years with pandemic and everything has, has made a lot of people reassess what success is and the link between success like and money and a big house and again going back to arrogance and it's okay to just go you know it's actually I really admire people who live a calm quiet life and go that's enough for me because the fact is <clears throat> I think now we're changing a little if you look at people like um, leader of New Zealand Jacinta Ardern and then four of the five Nordic uh, countries it's just a random Dutch accent which is not actually Nordic at all come on <laughs> oh Ed Okay, Ed, you give me. You do finish then. Okay. That's just, that's just racist. Okay. That's just... Oh, mine's racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I quite like my Dutch accent. I've uh, worked very hard on it. Just make um, a story about the Dutch okay, then. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, the Finnish uh, Prime Minister, Santa Marin, did you see her at the she's festival so recently? Hot. She's, she's so hot. There we go, lads. She is actually quite hot. Yeah. Though. She is quite hot. I'll give no, you that. Okay. Denmark, Sweden, Iceland, hot. all female lead. Now, I'm not saying they don't have egos, but they are just quieter and softer and get on with stuff more. But I think hopefully we are now starting to see that the loudest person in the room isn't always oh, yeah. the best person to vote for. But it but it takes time. I mean, look at fucking, broken, look at way. Boris though. Yeah. Now don't get, we won't get stars on Trump, but look at Boris. How has he, how is he, well, he's not standing anymore, but he got out for so long and I often think behind closed doors, you can't really have two large egos in a relationship and himself and what do they call her, Carrie Antoinette. I love that. Oh, brilliant. They're both a couple of big egos because I was reading on how to, you know, is it possible to be in a healthy relationship with somebody with a huge ego? And this um, psychologist said, yes, it is. 
But like any personality trait, you have to learn how to manage it. So if you're talking with a big ego, you have to start every conversation by acknowledging with something positive. It's like talking to a child. Because a child doesn't always have that sort of emotional wherewithal to be able to kind of balance their feelings. So if you're dealing with an egomaniac, you have to start off with a compliment and say, you know, so let's just say they're really shit at something. You go, you're so good at this. But when it comes to this, so you have to frame the conversation or what you want Rather than going from bad to average, from good to great. Isn't that terrible? You have to massage their ego all the time. Have you done something with your hair? Oh, do you know, you shouldn't really send those refugees (laughs) to Rwanda. Is that how you try and get around Barcelona? Like, so then the ill effects of ego. We're talking about yeah. people with egos. Okay, go, here, there's a list of here. Criticising and judging others. Because I honestly, I, I go back to the thing again. I'm saying there are people out there that don't realise, if they're listening to this podcast, they don't realise that they, they're full of ego. Maybe you might recognise yourself in, in this, he says, looking at Maya. Um, <laughs> acting manipulative. Uh, being inflexible and rigid. <clears throat> Maya. Having severe mood swings. Jesus, Maya. Possessing a constant need for praise and approval. Yes, I said your dress was gorgeous, Maya. I didn't know. Needs to feel superior to everyone around. I'd like to apologise now. So that so if you if you if you recognize any of them people just you know please you know wind your neck in yeah but is it but is there such a thing as a healthy ego I think there is and I was thinking about this walking in today running in today okay very sweaty it's very warm outside um, so you're going to add to it by running a, a teacher is an example I think of someone with a healthy ego because it is possible I think it's possible to be aware of what you can do for others without believing you're better than them so someone like say. We always go back to Boris Johnson because he's That's such a, an example. example. And I think, and a lot of those kind of old Etonians who feel like they were just raised to govern other people, they honestly believe they're better than everybody else. But there, is, there, there are some people that would like to share their knowledge to help other people. And what they get from that is, a, you know, a, a sense of, of achievement. And I think, a re, you know, we all have one or two really good teachers we remember. And aren't they great examples? Because they are essentially leaders and they have knowledge, compassion they want to share. And they don't want anything back other than seeing you, you know, go on and to become a comic Actually, who vomits before he goes on stage. I, do you know, there's a lot of school teachers become comedians and or politicians in Ireland for some reason. We, we had loads of teachers in uh, Dáil Éireann. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, John that's Lynn, true. John Lynn, great, great stand-up, that's was a, a teacher. A lot of the... Um, because you've already got more, a ready-made Yeah, audience. a lot of the more rural um, TDs started out teaching. Um, but, they, but they have that then. That's, I think that's an example of a healthy ego. And you don't need to... thanks for it. Because when you, when you start reading about ego and arrogance, you always get into altruism. And I love the idea of altruism, which is the idea of doing something for somebody else, with, which is of no benefit to you at all. Now, when you get really academic... Charity. Exactly. When you get really academic about it, like serious academics would say, genuine altruism is not possible. Because if you are volunteering at a food bank or you're helping your elderly neighbour, if you get a sense of satisfaction from that, that's your reward. And you go, oh, fuck off, lads. Come on, if you don't, get a sense of that fact and you're a psychopath so you know I think altruism is possible to do nice things and not want more than a nice the other warm side of things, feeling because we know like these days because of social media Instagram Twitter whatever it is the humble braggers oh, yeah. have got to be the most disgusting shower of freaks that exist in this world and it's so you're a fan my <laughs> stomach tell us Paddy what and is a humble so, bragger wow. like that. oh example my poor ill wife no my wife had her period and I went to the shop and I got her all the fancy things and I 
that's my computer. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, uh, I'm objecting. Just, no, no, <laughs> me reminding myself to go and post online like to say all the great things I've done for my family and my friends down through the years. Stop! Oh, this new, <laughs> this brand new computer that I spent loads of money on. A bit of humble <laughs> yeah, bragging. Exactly. No, because after I bought it, um, seventeen hundred lives in Carlo were saved. Oh, yeah. By wow. buying this so lovely. It, no, it just winds me up to 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 say to purport you're doing something for one other person. Yeah. And it's all about how I, me, yeah. I'm the one who did it. And There's it a just... lot of quite creepy oh. men online who do that. A few of them have slipped into my DMs, I can tell you. Oh. And well, they, in, in what, like to say... First of all, I have a policy. I never DM. Uh, well, especially not men. I don't, occasionally will women, I don't DM strangers on Twitter, ever. And I don't reply to strangers' DMs, unless it is. <clears throat> Sometimes a woman will get in touch and it's a question about something, that's fine. But there's a lot, and you can see these men a mile off. No, And they send, you, they send you a <laughs> get message. A, get a female avatar. And look, this probably sounds quite, <laughs> Declan you know, egotistical. Like, there aren't that many. But in the last while, there's been, like, a couple of dozen. And they start off with, uh, and it's always something like, so 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 sorry to hear you lost your mom, or you seem like a really great mom to your little boy. It's really it's sort of insidious. And it's like yeah, okay, cheers, pal. Oh. And then it's a little bit of a yeah. I was just helping my grandmother the other day. Like she's she's blind, and uh, it's like I know where this is going. I know where this is going. And then so how many messages in before the oh the, before the dick pic? Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how long before? I didn't know this. This is shit. yeah, yeah. But like they played the long game, so they give you two or three days grace of they let you know how usually about, about usually about money. a week, yeah, and then they will comment. Don't say it publicly, but um, that person you replied to is just not a good person at all. And <gasps> then you go go on say it publicly, then say it publicly. There's there's a kind of breed of man, and then the when, white you, when you yeah, and then when you click into their main account, you will see lots of those. And I haven't have really made a connection. Humble brags. Hashtag oh. Bitcoin. No, no Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> cryptocurrency. But they will have those sort of messages of. Um, Oh just God. dropped in some supplies to a oh. Ukrainian family down the road. And oh, it's like, do you know? Great, yeah, great, great. I've, I've lots of that out on the, on the local forums where I'm living. And it's kind of, hey guys, uh, does anybody know how to uh, dismantle a 50 inch TV? I'd like to <laughs> donate it to any Ukrainian out there. Go, fuck off. Hey, just put well it done. In Did you have to tell us car. the size of your TV? <laughs> Did you say it like that? And also, if you could, um, I'll drop it at the bottom of um, the, uh, the estate. So they give the name of the estate, they're not going to give their number. <laughs> Because, like, you know, we're in Lord Mannington. So Manning basically, they want to get rid of their old TV because they've ordered a new one. They want someone to come exactly. and pick and it up. Otherwise, they'd be fly to the estuary for Now, little, little disclaimer before someone goes, Here am I, you've often posted shit you've done. Oh. Sometimes it is important to share what you're doing to make other people do the same. And on, like a, much, an on a much bigger scale, again, J.K. Rowling had said, uh, She, well, it must be lovely to be that wealthy. She's so insulated and buffered by her wealth. So, for example, she said, um, at the start of the Ukraine war she has a charity and um, she said I will for every pound that's donated I will match it up to a million pounds and this woman has a huge reach wow. So, and of course wow. you get all the naysayers saying why not just shut up and fucking donate the million pounds but she's like because if I do this then they'll get two million pounds yeah. or someone yeah. else might share this message so it's a bit like I remember, you remember Elton John his ludicrous white diamond tiara balls and he was wearing so many diamonds he had to be lifted off the back of a truck and it is so that's a difference so extravagant and people would say well why doesn't he I think it was for his AIDS foundation why doesn't he just give the two million raise of the ball quietly to the AIDS foundation but it's all about awareness now that okay that's probably a bad example because it really is quite Actually, no, gauche fair, but the JK Rowling's case yeah. she was saying well I've now got everyone talking about this charity so even if half a million people donate a quid yeah 
then I've done something because you have to and on a much smaller scale much much smaller scale things that people like us might tweet if you go hey listen someone needs this I've done this can you do it um, you know so I think it is important but somebody who's saying I'm going to leave my 15 inch TV at the end of the road for oh my God. Ukraine at the, at and the end family of my, fuck off. everything about it was wrong that you can't come near the house I don't <laughs> want any of you refugees or people from the lower part of the oh, village Jesus coming Christ. near my house you just but like you know here's the 15 I'll leave it TV. in the lower yeah, field yeah. And uh, that scratch was in it when I bought it. I'm going like, jog. Like, so yeah, the humble braggers, sorry lads, you are egomaniacs and you can fuck off. Yeah. There's a few more signs here to show that you've got an ego problem. Oh my God, I love this. You detest criticism, <clears throat> Maya. Yeah, you constantly you compare just... yourself to others and feel you are better than them. Maya, just insert Maya at the end of all these. You're none of these, by the way. You must always win. See, now I'm starting to see myself in these. You tend to interrupt others a lot. <laughs> you're saying nothing. What did you? Oh, uh, not hanging. <laughs> no, look at it. Brilliantly done. Thank you. You've no sense of gratitude. I know all these people. You love to take credit for. You love to take the credit for success. I, I don't mind that. They mean other people's success. I think you were too defensive. No, I'm not too defensive. That's you fuck off. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. So there, there, there are seven signs which have an ego problem. But then, can we talk about what's the difference? Then do we go to another level when we talk about toxic ego? Is all... But I think do you know? I mean, having a certain amount of ego. Is just a part of being human. So toxic and, 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 and I others. always think when you read these these lists, you know, when you read seven signs you're a psychopath, seven signs you're a narcissist, seven signs <laughs> fuck, and you get to number six oh, and then no. just kill everybody in the room. And you think, oh gosh, I have a little bit of that. And I always think if you recognise any part of these negative character traits in yourself, you're probably a very well balanced person. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Although I've fun. just made that yeah, up, yeah. but I no, think no, but is that, yeah, that makes sense because you are self-critical and you're self-aware, and you go, "I do sometimes do that. Maybe I'll try to do less of that." If you're blind with then, yeah, you're, you're fucked. You've got a problem. All right. Okay, Paddy. Well, what about it's slightly different, but alter egos? Because I know I won't name them. I know a couple of actually they're both actors who would have been very, very successful, but are honestly. In genuine in real life incredibly quiet people with no ego at all and I find it really hard to reconcile the two because I go how can you do that and they say well actually it's almost like an alter ego where when I'm doing a movie or on stage I step into a different character and people might say yeah that's only in your head but I've seen them in action they don't expect any special treatment they don't like being recognised and they're inc- incredibly quiet shy people but I feel that of me though I like in Jesus, like I honestly my, I've mates that are and family members are so f- funny uh, the funny people in the room and like that's them in the room in the pub or at Christmas or, like, yeah. and you give that over to these people whereas I was on stage like the first time I ever stood on stage the first six months I was playing a character called Sparrow oh and, yes like, was that, so like Sparrow was that fellow who talked like yeah. that um, I think and why did you it. do that you told, um, you told us that earlier because I could never be me on stage I never wanted to share I'd never share anything personal anything private and I still don't so it's always to me to get on stage I'm playing Paddy Courtney it's not Paddy C Courtney it's not Paddy C K Courtney but like whoever it is like I'm playing this character on stage and even though I talk about it, I exaggerate different stories that were maybe happened to me maybe not it's still not me yeah. I'm, still, I'm playing a character and it's also when I'm on set playing other characters I'm those other characters I yeah. never want to give over all of me if that makes sense so yeah. it's kind of okay so uh, alter egos there's brilliant alter egos from, from writers from actors from singers who, who Garth Brooks Chris Gaines, what? I forgot about what, what him. Was, yeah. What was Ed, that? Ed dig, dug this out first. So he played this. Um, no, he was after a series of, at the peak of his success, he decided to create an alter ego that was going to be a movie. And Garth Brooks. Yeah. Garth Brooks. And he set himself, he, he created this character called Chris Gaines. And I can see the cover of the 
album to the soundtrack to the movie, which sadly, Didn't happen. in many ways, oh, never no. happened. Yeah. And they feel, people who know or the business or the industry or are fans of Garth Brooks, it broke something with the trust he had with his, yeah. with his fans. Yeah. And it also, it kind of derailed. He was on such a juggernaut. There was a one time that he was almost going what, to be the next president of the United States. But, was, but, but why did he do that? But was that actually not arrogance in itself? Was he trying to see if he could be as successful as somebody else? Yeah. I think he was even good at shedding his skin to kind of, I can be too, I can be successful as two yeah. people. Yeah. There's enough talent. That but that's actually, the but world that's that. really arrogant. But, but do you know what? I felt, so my, oh my, my trust in, in, never heard of that. My trust in Garth Brooks was broken the first time he came to Ireland because yeah. he had sold out a bajillion gigs. I was working for EMI Virgin at the time. So we had all his records and that kept us afloat big time. They, he was so big. He was ridiculous. And like, or as people in Ireland call him, Gareth Brooks. <laughs> Gareth, <laughs> I love Gareth Brooks. He came into the office. He walked around to everybody. And what I love about certain people is the eye contact when they shake the hands they'll remember your name now it's very easy to come into Ireland and meet a fellow called Paddy he's calling everyone like Paddy <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, got lucky with you <laughs> right there, Paddy. and he came in he went like uh, I came up to the office and I went like oh I'm sitting there I'm just the accountant credit controller boy here uh, hello uh, Mr. Brooks it's Garth and he said uh, I said um, are you looking forward to the awards tonight it was the Irma Awards which I think are they still around? I'm no, not sure. Anyway, not. so he, he came in and he said, I love Comet Viral. When I, when I play around the world, it's like playing in front of friends. But when I play in Ireland, it's like playing in front of family. Oh, I he's like, good. He's I went good. like, oh, thanks, Gareth Brooks. And so he left. That night, all the gang were down in uh, the Irma Wars. I'd like to accept this award because when I play around the oh, world, yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. he tried hey! that material on me, you dick. You felt yeah, yeah, cheated. Yeah. Fuck you, Chris Gaines. It's like you're on question time. You keep on tapping your Oh, do your I? I, I do. The, Am yeah. I annoying you? Yeah. Ego. No, not me. My ego. The demands. <laughs> the demands of this man, I have to say. Ed, I want him out. <laughs> you're out. Okay, so then... Okay. You're out. Doesn't everything sound funnier in a Scottish accent? Except when you're being evicted. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the house. Light your bars and fuck off. <laughs> no, it's no, hilarious. No. no, I think in song, if, if you do everything have in song... Have you ever like, been evicted full... by... A Scottish landlord. Is yeah, that twice? Really? Oh Edinburgh, God, I'm so yeah, sorry. Are you Braveheart? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <I did. laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> so, Paddy, to wrap up, some of the biggest egos in history. Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. He oh. was the guy that we all love him. I've got. Him. I was going to say I've got a tattoo. I do not have a tattoo of Jesus. Um, whether he existed or not, um, but he was the guy that we were told that uh, said. I'm yeah. going to create the bit, the best party ever. The best party trick ever is that as soon as you've r- ran out of wine or grub, just I can fill the room with loaves, fishes, and turn that water into. Wine. Yeah, like read the it. room, yeah. Jesus. Then of course Trump. I've heard of him. How ca- how can we forget? I don't even want to give him any more airtime. No, like I said before, I think the guy's an absolute moron. Probably an IQ of what? Hail Caesar. Does he even have? No, he doesn't have an IQ. He makes it up like his, it's like his his golfing handicap. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's on par. Hello, with um, Kim Young. Do you want to know a quick Go. fact about Trump? Oh. Years ago, um, about ten years ago, the, I, I had been working with the producer in America who worked with Trump. He rang me and said, "Doesn't your dad play golf?" And he said, Trump wants to come to Ireland and play a few rounds of golf. Would your dad play with them? Wow. And I was like, oh, that's quite cool. Obviously, before he was president. And, you know, knew Trump was a big tosser. I thought, oh, my dad. And I said to my dad, dad. Dad goes, why would I do that? And there's a sigh on sound. Oh, okay. 
And so he said no. Wow. Nice yeah. one. Before he was present. Oh, yeah. So before then, like, he was just a harmless idiot who turned up in Home Alone, New York and was and just he was the apprentice then, yeah. And my dad was like, why would I want to do that? Why on earth would I want to do that? I was like, okay, fair enough. So now he's just the no, guy he that won't. got pissed on by Russian hookers <laughs> and uh, was <laughs> blackmailed into becoming And there's Trump as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> okay, right. Be very, very <laughs> careful. I am going to upend this table. Okay, right, yeah. Caesar. Salad? Yes, please. <laughs> All right, have we not finished the podcast? Okay, yeah, Caesar. Yeah, he kind of had it. Was that uh, Veni Vidivici? I came, I saw, I conquered, and he pretty much did all of that. Listen, anyway. we could go back to Attila the Hun. We could go through pretty much every arrogant male leader throughout history, but we'd be here all day. So let's just wrap up, Paddy. Okay. Okay. So that's it for this week. I'm off to fill my bath full of Evian water and have Frog spoon feed me a McFlurry or 10. That reminds me, you need to get the jacks fixed. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check us out too. And if you want to leave us a review, that will help us get up the charts. Oh, then yeah. please do, as long as it's good. Don't forget, we're always on the lookout for topics. So if anyone or anyone needs the uh, Read the Room treatment, uh, we're giving out this it's an email address where people can contact us emailily. Uh, we've had three so far. So if you would like to send us more, please do. Or we find another way of contacting us on hashtag read the room. But anyway, the, the email address is readtheroom at goloudnow.com or you can get me on Twitter or Instagram or those fancy things at Paddy C. Courtney. And find me at Maya Dunphy. And we'll be back next week unless we're cancelled. With Paddy this week, what does the C stand for? Cocky bastard. You can't get better than that. (laughs) Read the Room is recorded, created and hosted by Paddy and Maya and produced by the team at Go Loud Studios. They'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled. Oh, also, there's a picture of me in the green room with Vernon Troy. And he has his hand hand quite (laughs) high up my leg. All these pictures, and I think, wasn't he accused of all sorts? Mm. I think I believe he's... Not with us any longer, is he? What? And then all the allegations came out about him. Apparently, he was a devil for the gay. (laughs) Well, of course, it was always head button. Stop. (laughs) I set that one up for you. You did. Thanks there, Mike. We are not making light of uh, allegations of sexual assault. Okay, here we go. Stop. I'm so giddy today because two things. Maybe Vern Troyer was just bumping into people. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She touched me in a place. I'm just going to do this. And if you get in the way. Stop with the giddiness. I've things to do. Tiny vaginal Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to hand it to him. <laughs>